Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Watch what happens. And Simon answered, Master, we worked hard all night, still I'm working, and haven't caught anything. Underline this in your Bible, because this is huge principle. But because you say so, I will let down my nets. Now, whenever you and I obey God, and it looks to other people like we're crazy, you have to ignore them. Critics of Christianity sometimes say that one of their problems with following Jesus is that it seems to be what they call a blind faith. We know that that's not true at all, but sometimes we are asked to do something that seems to make no sense from the human perspective. Pastor Mark will be sharing such a story, the story of Peter and Andrew's miraculous haul of fish. Pastor Mark will be reminding us of our greater need to trust more than to know that Jesus knows infinitely more than we do and that we need to just obey him. We hope that this teaching will encourage you to, as the old spiritual says, trust and obey. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in the book of Luke with his message, Doing Everyday Life with God, Nothing Better. You can turn to Luke chapter 5. We've made it to chapter 5, and that's a good thing. Turn, if you will, as you already have, to Luke chapter 5. When you're there, you're going to see something very interesting. We have a biblical statement kind of in five core values. Most of you know those, but let me just show you the first one, and I'll show you why this fits perfectly with our teaching. You'll actually see all five tonight. Commit to being a growing follower of Christ. When people become a believer, that's a conversion. It's the first step. Jesus didn't come and call people to be just converted. He called them to be discipled. And we're going to see that tonight because as we open this passage, this is not the first time Jesus has met these four disciples. They're really not disciples yet. They're kind of believers in Jesus, Andrew and Peter and John and James. And as they're there, they've come back. They were with Jesus for a little while, and then they went back to fishing, and that's where you're going to see them tonight. But at the end of our passage tonight... They become disciples. They take a big step. So I want to encourage you to do the same thing. You say, well, Pastor Mark, what is this disciple alike? Here's a definition. If you're new, you need to write this down. But if you're not, you probably know the definition by heart. A disciple is a lifelong learner under discipline. 
Somebody is commanding them. Somebody's leading them. They're submitting their life. And of course, that's God. A growing, mature Christ follower. Many people, when they look at that definition, remember Jesus said it, go into all the world and make disciples. Not make converts. Make disciples. Now, when many people see that definition, lifelong learner, okay, I can go with that, but discipline? I'm not like in the discipline. Well, God's in the discipline. And if you're a parent, you're into some kind of discipline. If not, it's chaos in your home. Even if you only have a dog, it's chaos in your home. So understand that a lot of people think that when you turn your life over to Christ and and really begin to go for it, the Christian life is restrictive and boring. That is not the truth at all. When we do life with God, there's nothing better anywhere in the world. Okay, that was four people. We're going to have a mass salvation tonight is what we're going to have. We're going to have hundreds of people at the altar. I want you to turn to your neighbor because you're going to have to say this a few times tonight. Let's see if you can get into it now. Come on. Nothing better with a smile. Turn to your neighbor. Just say, nothing better. Nothing better. There's nothing better than following Jesus Christ. Nothing better. There's nothing better. Now, you're going to watch, and I want you to kind of get into it as we go through the teaching. Men, you can be Peter tonight. Ladies, I had to look it up. The the female uh, edition of Peter is Petra. So, ladies, you're Petra. You're going to be in this boat with Jesus. Men, you're Peter. Get into it. Can I just remind you of something? When we come, and if you're visiting tonight, you might think this is like strange, but it's not strange. We didn't come here to be taught just one way. We enter in. We enter in. We came to experience God tonight. Finishing the service with the worship doesn't stop that experience. You need to get yourself in the shore tonight. You become Peter or Petra. And you see what that looks like and how exciting it is. So we begin Luke 5, verse 1. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, Sea of Galilee, with the people crowding around him and listening to the word of God. Now, why were all these people crowding around Jesus? Why were they there? You see the answer. They wanted to hear Jesus teach the Bible. Why are you here tonight? This first statement you can write, people want to know how to do life right. Our world is so confused. We have no idea what's happening. When Jesus came, the people were confused. They were very religious, but they didn't understand the Bible at all. Notice what the Bible tells us. Psalm 119, your word is a lamp to my to guide my feet and a light to my path. The next step I can know and the path I can see. So the people were there. And can I just say this to you tonight? Thank you. Because when Jesus was there with all these people, nobody dragged them there. They wanted to be there. I'm so glad you want to be here tonight. Thank you. We didn't come because we had to. 
Except, well, maybe a couple of you, a friend brought you and they drag you, promised you dinner after, but that's okay. You're going to be fine as you're here. Now, understand is what happened. When Jesus was there, he's teaching. Watch what happens. Verse 2. He saw at the water's edge, remember, the people couldn't see him. There was too many and the people couldn't hear him. So he had to get HD screens up immediately is what he had to do. So watch this. He, he saw him at the water's edge, two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, Peter, and he asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. Now, when Jesus saw this boat, he asked him to put out a little from the shore. Now, this was a step of obedience for Peter. Didn't really cost him anything. It's no big deal. Just get the boat, move it out just a little bit. Actually, you can see Peter, because he'd already met Jesus. You can see Peter kind of doing like this. Hey, pick my boat. So he moves his little boat out there, and there's Peter in my boat. My boat. He has no idea what's coming next. This is kind of easy for him. Now watch what happens. When he had finished speaking, Jesus, he said to Simon, by the way, that word means he commanded. That's a discipleship word, commanded. He commanded. He said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. No doubt Peter was fine with Jesus using his boat like as a pulpit. But now like he wants to take over my boat and become the fisherman. So he's beginning to think in his mind, you know, it just doesn't make sense. Jesus, you want to be the captain of my boat? Well, Peter will learn later that that statement wasn't really true. And if you're ever going to be really excited to serve God, you have to understand this next statement. I want you to write it down. Here you go. Christ followers, we belong to God. When you came to God, you gave up your rights. He owns you. Your salvation was paid for a price. So he owns us. Now, we belong to God, and everything we have (laughs) belongs to God. Understand, you'll see that later. Psalm 24, 1 says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. So everything that you have tonight, including yourself, if you're a Christian, is God's. My money, my possessions, my talent, my time. All we are, are managers, servants, and stewards. Now, many people don't get that. Well, I'm not going to give my money or I'm not going to serve. Well, no, God gifted all of us. We learned that last week. And by the way, many, many of you signed up to help us because we have a need for more volunteers. Well, I will be judged at Judgment Day, not as a Christian because I'm already my sins have been judged, but I'm going to be judged how useful I've been in the kingdom of God. And when we get farther on in Luke, we'll have a whole passage on that. It's amazing. So understand tonight that everything you have, God gave you, and he wants you to use it for you, your own benefit. He loves to bless us, but for the kingdom of God. Now, I want you to turn to your neighbor. Remember what Jesus just said. Let's move out to the deep. We're going to go fishing. So Peter's already thinking. 
And I want you to turn to your neighbor and just say this tonight. Here come the excuses. Come on, just say, here come the excuses. Here come the excuses. Oh, Pastor Mark, what do you talk about? Peter says this in verse 5. Master, nice way to start it. We worked hard all night, haven't caught anything. Peter starts with one reason not to obey Jesus. Uh, Jesus, you don't know any of the favorite places. We've been fishing this lake forever. We know the favorite places. We were there last night, death, and there ain't no fish there. But in his mind, Peter's thinking some more reasons not to obey Jesus. Basically, he's prideful and he's saying, just as I said to you, Jesus, who's the fisherman and who's the preacher? I already know. You're the preacher. I'm the fisherman. And what he means by that is, Jesus, you're going to tell me to go out to this place. I know more than you know. Now, you've never used that with God, have you? Say yes. Yeah, because many times when God's asking you, wait a minute, God, I know me, I know, I couldn't do that. What are you talking about? That's what Peter's saying. I know more than you. Well, as you know, that's not a true statement. What he means by this is the best fishing is when? It's at night in Israel. It's not in the daylight. They just finished the night before, caught nothing, Any fisherman like to announce that when you come in with your boat? Nothing, nothing, not so much. It's a prideful deal. So they come in, and now where where was Peter when Jesus borrowed the boat? Where was he? What was he doing? Washing, come on, come on, you're alive here. He he was washing the nets. How many know that's not an exciting thing to do? Because you not only had to wash the nets, you had to mend the nets. So he's got them kind of out there. They're starting to dry. And what does Jesus say? Throw them nets back in the boat. We're going out again. Say what? See, you have to put yourself in the story. You have to understand what Peter's trying to do here. Now, the Bible is filled with people who make excuses when initially challenged by God to do what they thought was beyond their means or simply didn't make any sense. Abraham, leave my whole family. Moses, Do what? I used to be there. I'm not going back to Egypt. How about Joshua? I'm not Moses. Moses is dead. You want me to lead the people? Gideon, remember? I'm the least of whatever. David, the little guy in the shepherd field. But understand something. Watch what happens. And Simon answered, Master, we worked hard all night. Still I'm working. And haven't caught anything. Underline this in your Bible, because this is huge principle. But because you say so, I will let down my nets. Now, whenever you and I obey God, and it looks to other people like we're crazy, you have to ignore them. Can you imagine what the people on the shore are thinking as Peter's roaring out in the deep with his new nets. They're thinking, he's lost it. This is the daytime. What are you doing? So here's what you have to write and put this down tonight. This is huge in your life for every single Christian. Understand this principle. We don't have to understand to obey 
God. See, sometimes it simply doesn't make sense to us. But I'm not God. It didn't make any sense at all to Peter. God is all-knowing. So that means God knows things you and I don't know. Jesus knew where the fish were. Peter doesn't believe that. Because he was there the night before and there were no fish. I have personally discovered through the years that God's ways often are not my way. And they're definitely not my timing. But if I'm going to do what God wants me to do, I have to realize I'm a disciple. I'm a learner under discipline that never stops. I have a boss, Lord, Lord. So look at wisdom. For the Lord grants wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. This is huge as you go through. But because you say so, I'll let down the nets. That is a picture. Now listen. That is a picture of discipleship. Under discipline. I don't agree. I'm not against you, but it doesn't make any sense to me. But because you're my Lord and you command me to do it, I will obey. Do you get it? That's discipline. Now, a carnal Christian, somebody that doesn't want to grow, what are they going to say? Forget it. I'm not interested in that. So there's a huge difference. Now, can I translate what you just heard Peter say to tonight, to right now? We're not on the Sea of Galilee. We're here and we're just in church. Here's what it means. But because the word, the Bible says so, that's how I will live today. Did you get it? Well, that doesn't make... Because the Bible says that Jesus is the Word of God. That's a huge principle. And that's where we'll discover the blessings of God come. Now, I want to give you something to think about tonight. We're all making decisions all the time in our lives. I have some decisions I'm working through right now. Lots of different things. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night trying to work it through. Because, you know, with all these people and all these business, it's just exciting. But there's always things God's speaking to me. Let me just say this tonight. If you're here and you're trying to make a decision and you're a little anxious, does anybody here get anxious because you'd like to get the decision over and just move on? Anybody? Yeah, exactly. As I studied this, here's what God said. If God has told you to wait, wait. That's a word for numbers of you. He will tell you when the timing's right. If he's told you, yeah, but Pastor Mark, I don't like that. doesn't matter. You're a disciple. Wait until the time is right. He'll tell you. If you're here and you've been waiting, but God's been saying, go, take a step, do it. Yeah, but I'm a little fearful. Take a step. God speaks to us exactly like that. So Peter realizes what discipleship is. He's not the owner of the boat. God is. He's not commanding the boat. God is. And so he's going to obey. Now, what you're going to see in a moment 
is a huge principle for all disciples. Here it is. God rewards obedience. So I have to be flexible. And I have to be what? Teachable. Peter is going to learn that, again, God knows more than he knows. So he's going to have to be, as he listens, see, you're not here tonight at our campuses just to hear God give you some, like, cool things out of the Bible. You're here to hear him speak to you. This is a personal thing. Well, all of us. I listen to this all week long as I'm working through and God's speaking to me. So understand tonight, life is incredibly short. And if you're going to do life right, you have to learn to be teachable and flexible. You have to learn to be ready to change. All of us are used to that. We went through change. Surprised all of us the last few months. It's okay. Be flexible. You're teachable. You're doing great. By the way, you understood that night that I was surprised by Pastor Dean. This is not Pastor Dean's church or TJ's church or my church. This is God's church. So, like, was he up there going, wow, Pastor Mark, this really caught me by surprise. Let's see what we can come up with. No, no. So in your life, it has to be the same with you. Only God knows what to do next in our lives. So be teachable. So Peter listens to Jesus' commands, and he obeys, and he's going to be rewarded for obedience. He heads out into the deep water. Now, you know Peter. If you've been watching the AD series, uh, it's, it's pretty biblical. It's pretty biblical. It's good. And actually, David Jeremiah is doing a series on it right now. So if you're watching that on Sunday nights, the book of Acts, which Luke also wrote, as Peter's rowing out to the deep water, he's obeying. But what's Peter thinking? Yeah, you already, you laughed. You're exactly right. He's thinking exactly what you and I'd be thinking, isn't he? What in the world? Okay, I'm going to obey. Okay, it's okay. It's okay. God knows. He laughs along with us. Now, um, what is that deep water a picture of? This is also a picture of discipleship. Write this down. Here it is. Deep water in this particular story means loss of my control. Peter's not in control anymore. Is there, some of us are control freaks. I won't ask you to raise your hand. Your wife will raise it for you. Loss of my control, radical obedience, dependence, and submission. As he's heading out to the deep water, He's learning a huge lesson in discipleship. He is going to be one of the original 12 apostles' disciples. Now, look at verse 6. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark has reminded us that we don't belong to ourselves, we belong to God. Obeying God doesn't follow understanding God, it's the other way around. The cool thing about having this relationship with God is that He doesn't consider apprehension sin. It's okay to obey while still having fear and trepidation. The important thing is to obey, trusting the results to God. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. 
Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. In the next message, Pastor Mark will continue in Luke 5 with the beginning of Jesus' earthly ministry. Pastor Mark will be reminding us that wisdom comes from God alone and that it's important for us in our obedience to be teachable and flexible. Pastor Mark will encourage us to remember that although sometimes we will be required to give up control of our situation to God, He will always have His hand on us. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series, Everyday Life with Jesus. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.